Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. And Top Dog. Thanks again for downloading the High School Football Podcast right here on Radio.com. Be sure to check out all of our other podcasts like Ben and Woods, The John Quintero Show, and Gwen and Chris. And be sure to subscribe so you can never miss a High School Football Podcast. I'm Braden Soprenit. And I'm Top Dog. Thanks for downloading the High School Football Podcast on Radio.com. Are you not entertained? It's time again for another edition of the High School Football Podcast right here on Radio.com and, of course, 97.3, thefansd.com. We are breaking down uh, last week, October 18th. We're also getting ready for this week. Had a big weekend in high school football. I know uh, Top Dog also had a big weekend up at USC. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Both of us uh, went to the Holy Bowl last week, so we'll break that game down. A lot of surprising games over the weekend as well that we will hit on. We will also uh, talk about uh, some of the big injuries here in San Diego High School football. Not necessarily individuals, but just how uh, a lot of the top guys in uh, high school football here in San Diego are going down and what the uh, the cause of that potentially is. We will talk about league standings. We will talk about our favorites, potentially early favorites to win each division. We will also get into uh, this week's game picks, which, of course, are against the spread. I'm Braden Sopreta. He is... Top dog. And we are back for another edition of the High School Football Podcast. We're on time this week, which is nice. We don't have to wait till Thursday night and frantically get it out so everybody can listen on Friday morning. Uh, But Chris, uh, what's going on, man? You had a very big weekend up at USC. I know you want to uh, tell us about it. An emotional weekend for you and a fun weekend for you and for a a young man representing San Diego on the USC Trojans. Absolutely. Um, If you haven't turned on a scene... uh, Madison's running back, now USC running back, Kenny Christian, uh, got his first college touch and his uh, two first college touchdowns uh, Saturday night at the Coliseum against uh, a, f- a couple of San Diego guys in uh, Scotty Young and uh, Chase Whitaker, or Jace Whitaker and uh, Donovan Leahy for the uh, Arizona Wildcats. Uh, his line for the night was uh, eight carries for 103 yards and two tubs. Uh, yeah, it was very emotional for me. I'm, you know, I've been pretty close to Keenan since he was in uh, youth track. Uh, he ran for Millennium, and uh, he ran against my son. And we developed a friendship early on. Um, got to see him growing up and, and going through high school, watching all four years of him in Madison. Uh, very hardworking young man, very accomplished, very focused. Um, he, you know, he represents everything good about football. He's got grades, he's got character, and, of course, he's got football. With that said, it was uh, very emotional. Sitting in the eighth row with the family section with his mom and dad and Seeing that young man take that to the house was was something amazing. If you haven't seen on my Instagram, hop on to the original Top Dog. You can see where I, about halfway through I lose it and I start filming uh, the crowd and the sky and everything else. But you get the point. Um, very proud of the young man. Uh, well done, Keenan, and uh, very happy for both uh, Persephone and Big Keen as well. Yeah, what a great uh, moment for them. And I, I, I can only imagine uh, what it's like to be a parent and your kid is out there repping USC and playing in a game and scoring a touchdown uh, as a freshman in the L.A. Coliseum in a Pac-12 game. 
Um, I, I mean, I see all these moments all the time covering, uh, you know, baseball in Major League Baseball, and you see guys make their debuts. And uh, I, I would imagine, I, I bet, you, you know, the parents and yourself were a little bit more nervous probably than Keenan was. Uh, but how excited was he after the uh, after the game, and, and how was that moment for, for you and his parents uh, talking to him after the game? You know, I think I think me and Dad got a chance. To, you know, we were sitting out there waiting for him. He got done with the presser with uh, Coach Helton. You know, and we're probably more uh, nervous and had more emotions about that, I think, than he did. Uh, in classic Keenan fashion, you know, he comes strolling out in his Jordans and <laughs> meets us out there at the best, south side of the Coliseum. And, you know, we got a chance to walk with him back to his dorm. Didn't want to take the bus. And, you know, he, actually, I think he missed the bus. So we walked back to his dorm um, right there in the middle of, you know, downtown Los Angeles, basically. The kid is very humble. Um, most people in a, in a situation like that, the situation is going to overwhelm you. I mean, you've got, you know, 70, 80,000 people uh, watching that game. It's live on television. You know, it's just after halftime, barely got the lead. Fourth touch, you take it to the house. Um, I know that I was I was overwhelmed completely emotionally by the the, uh, the moment. Um, Mom and Dad, probably not as much. I don't know why, but I was probably more emotional than they were. But, yeah, when the kid came out, you know, it was like, okay. And he says to me, I'll never forget, he looks at me and he says, I didn't even get up to full speed. <laughs> I look, I'm looking at him. I'm like, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah. You so, just torched that secondary. I do want to say for all those naysayers and all those people the last three or four years that I did have to listen to about him, oh, he's going to be a slot uh, slot receiver. He's not a good running back. He's not this. He's not that. Well, you're wrong. And I'll tell you what, there's room on the bandwagon now if you want to jump on board. Hashtag Team 23. This kid's going to be something special. He's got a better stat line in his freshman game than O.J. Simpson, Marcus Allen, or Reggie Bush. And he's got a lot of opportunity to play uh, even more, uh, you know, with some of the injuries going around USC and especially in the backfield. So we're excited to see Keenan uh, play uh, some more at the next level. And, and not just Keenan, but there's so many high school football players from San Diego that are, uh, you know, be, being impact players for their teams, um, especially in the Pac 12. I mean, I you turn on a Pac 12 game now, it, it's very hard not to have a high school football player from San Diego. We saw Kyle Phillips at UCLA. He had over he he did uh, an amazing uh, you know couple kick returns and he's he's having a good season. Um, you, you know, CJ Verdell up at Oregon. CJ Verdell, Austin Turner, uh, Samson New. Scotty I mean, Young. Scotty Young at Arizona. I mean, we could uh, go Irby. blue in the face talking yeah. about all the kids, and we Absolutely. probably left out so many. Well, I mean, um, BYU's almost an entire secondary is from San Diego. You've yeah. got Troy Warner, you've got D'Angelo Gunter, you've got, I mean, they've got five guys in their secondary at BYU that came from San Diego. San Diego State's got a cornerback from Castle Park, Luke Barco, that's now a Jim Thorpe uh, finalist or semifinalist. Yeah. Can you believe he that? He had a great story, by the way. The Luke story, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on social media that the Union Tribune did an article on him. Uh, really San Diego good State, I think, did uh, a little video on it as well. Yeah, great um, story. Great but, young I mean, man, too. Very I, humble. Just more kids. There's yeah. more kids after more kids. Uh, from San Diego, football, doing man. a really good job at the next level. It's it's nice. I'll tell you this. I'm getting a little joy of it right now because for the last five or six years, you know, I've I've taken a lot of criticism because I've been very vocal about how good football is in San Diego. A lot of the coaches are like, "Oh, you're overhyping this. You're talking too much about these players. Or you know, too many guys are going D1." Well, yeah. Turn on the TV on Saturday and see how many of our guys are making impact. Just to give an idea, of some of the bigger schools we got guys at Ohio State. Yeah, we didn't even Labe. we even mentioned Chris Lave yet. He starts for Ohio State. How about the quarterback down Georgia Tech? Remember Lucas mm-hmm. Johnson from Mount Carmel? He's yep. down there. How about a starting linebacker for Notre Dame? One of your guys. Yeah, Jordan Jim Mark Heath. So we've got guys all over the country making impact plays and being impact players all over the country. I do not think high school football in Senegal is overrated. And for all of those that think it is, 
then you can turn off the podcast uh, now. It doesn't get the um, you know, it's not as um, it's not as sexy as LA. Yeah, or I was Inland I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna I say it. sexy. I was trying to uh, find a better word, yeah. um, but it's not as sexy as the southern section. That's I get uh, it. that's fine. They got way more schools and they, they got, got more resources. They man. Got, when you pay your do. coaches over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you get you know you're gonna expect a different yeah, type of football. And and that's not every Listen, school in the southern section, but that's the at least the Trinity League. The, I mean, we're talking about the Trinity their League. Athletic trainers are getting eighty five grand a year. And as much as we want to talk about how Helix and Saints and Cathedral don't like pull from a certain neighborhood, it's different than Bosco and Modern Day who right. have kids from different right. states right. going to their school. Right. So from it's, the, it's Nevada, different. from Phoenix, you know. Well, all then you get you get Southland. the Bishop Gormans of the world that right. are like, I mean, right. all star teams and what have you. You mean so, their private flights from uh, from Poway out to? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. they had like you know they have most of their kids are from Southern California. They pack them into these small. I mean, you know how cheap an apartment probably is in yeah. Las Vegas. They just pack everybody in. Um, but we're we're that's we're just that's just their type of football. By the way, there's a big game this weekend up in the Southern section between Bosco and Modern Day. Uh, do you want to touch on that real quick? Nope. Don't I mean, that's care. number one versus nope, number two in care. the country. Don't that's care. gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm a San Diego guy through and through. Everybody knows that. So, uh, no, I'm not interested in covering that game. I don't want to talk about the game. You can if you want to, but I'm, I'm leaving it alone. That's going to be a fun game to watch. But I don't really consider those two schools high schools. They're kind of their own deal. They're junior colleges. Yeah. I don't know. Or prep schools. Like yeah, college they, prep I mean, schools. Do you, like think they, do, you think, honest, do you think they could beat a junior college? Yeah. Oh, I know there's I lots so. of junior colleges they could beat, to well, be candid. They could definitely beat a handful down here. I, I'm talking listen, about like, uh, like I didn't think, say that. Think, I'm not saying. Could, I, listen, you you, you said down here, be, so I don't want to get in trouble be, with the uh, local guys. You think they could beat a Saddleback? I might be not not with Pomo there, right? Ah, I'm set you up for that. Had one. to, man. Had to. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'd, That's I'd, my home run hitter. <laughs> he's he's doing a good job. He's doing too. a great job up there. Um, and we're. I mean, we we can keep going and going about how the great. So let's talk about that big game. Uh, we want to talk about the big game big before game. we start talking about uh, all the other games yes. uh, from last week. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that game. Um, were you on the field? I was. I, you know what? Let me let me clarify something. One of the players whose dad played we, in the NFL. Are we, are, now we're throwing people on. Hey, now I'm, we're, I'm now tossing, we're going after listen, people. I'm tossing this kid under the bus by the back of his neck and, and the back of his, his pants. Well, you're okay right now because there is a lot of ex-NFL players' sons on the teams right on the, from uh, okay, last that's week. Fair. So, that's fair. So well, he knows who you, it is. You can't be he that He knows who specific. it is. Well, we're going to be vague So, here. you know, I, listen, I do have players on both sides of the ball. I'm not just a Don. You know, I, I do support Cathedral. You're watching, what is that, San Diego All-Star stuff, uh, right? This was America's Bowl. America, is that the one where they went down to Mexico? Yep. Yeah. Mexico City. You but, wore that two weeks in a row now. Well, I have like four shirts from there, so. And you got the sweats. You wearing the sweats right now? Yeah, uh, sweat. No, See, these are sweats. These are, these, are, um, these are nylon, so these aren't the sweats this week. Oh, gotcha. Hey, man, I got a swag pack. What you expect? <laughs> you got. You, know, you going to give me a swag pack? I'm going to wear it. You got swag from like every school, which is I awesome. Do. I and do. you rep it, too. I That's do. the other thing, too. I do. Like, I, don't, I, don't I know, mind. like, if you're giving me gear, I'm going to throw this out here right now because Granite Hills gave me a sweatshirt. I wore it to work out like two days later. Wait, gonna, did you say work out? Mm-hmm. You wore it to work out? It's It was like a dry fit long sleeve with a hood. It was a perfect workout know. gear, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a workout. Anyway, if you give me gear, I'll wear it. Yeah? Is that a shameless plug to get some more gear? Absolutely. All right. I ain't mad at you we're for going, that. Like, listen, we're going to Valley Center listen, this week. We're going to Valley shopping. Center. I'll rep the Jaguars and Escondido. I'll listen, rep it. I don't care. I don't, I don't go shopping. I get my clothes at schools. <laughs> <laughs> I got no. I do. I have. I love. My girlfriend was going to my class the other day. She's like, "Dude, what school don't you rep?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't think I have anything from um, Olympia." You really? I don't. I'm that's, trying. That's to one think, of the schools I that, don't have. That's kind of fun. Let's let's. Like, what other? Do you have any other schools that you don't have? Um, 
I've you know, seen you wear almost every school. That's the um, thing. Like, do you have anything from Army Navy? No. I've never been to Army Navy, to be I candid. heard it's a, well, I've, I've driven past the school. It is a gorgeous school. I don't have Santa Fe Christian either. Santa Fe Christian don't like me. Really? They don't like me. Well, we'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> Army Navy, Army Navy. I heard that's a really cool place to go watch a football game. Obviously, um, you know, they have to deal with different battles than every other school right. does because they have a brand new team every right. year. I mean, right. just who's coming out that year and who's right. not, they don't know. Um, and we've talked with um, uh, their head coach about that as well. But um, for Army Navy, I heard it's a it's a it's a nice little stadium. It's a really cool place to watch a football game. And I got an interesting fact for you. What you got? Do you remember we had the Lightning game last year? Yeah, the Lightning uh, it games. Was like last year, yeah, where we, every every like, where like every, every game, game got was, banged. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that the only stadium that got hit by lightning in, in San Diego that night was Army Navy? Does it really? Yep, the only one, and it hit the stands, and there was no game there. <laughs> so no I mean, that, thank God, right? Cause, yeah, exactly. you know, That could have been really disastrous. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go through every single team that you probably don't have, but no, no Santa Fe Christian, no Olympian, no um. No Army Navy. Army Navy. I just threw Army Navy out there. Well, Oceanside, yeah. I don't I don't think I look good in green. So You don't want you don't wear any other teams that like Poway's green and Lincoln's green and I have Poway. I do have Poway gear. I got that from Garrett Von Ostrad, so I do have some Poway gear. Um of course I you saw me rip the hive sweatshirt the other week. Yeah, dude. Right? I know you rip the hive. I know so. you got everything else. Uh, hilltop, you got any hilltop gear? I do have hilltop gear. Drew took care of me. Yeah, see, I, um, I, I don't gear? have Sarah. What? Sarah, believe. No, really? I take that back. No, I have I've a Q-Dog sweatshirt. I do have, have one. I've seen yes. you wear Sarah's stuff. Yes. Um, last question for you. What gear do you have the most of? Is Ooh. it your son's school, or is it your school, or is it just, uh, is one school just am getting I gonna you the most? Get, am I going to get, like, strung up for this? Because I don't want to get in trouble. Why would I, why would I, I set you, you up to be the bad up? guy? All right, well, here it is. What do you have the most gear of? Helix. I'm not surprised. Yeah, you got a lot of helix. I got stuff. a lot of helix stuff. Helix has some cool gear too. It's they not do. Like they don't. And you have know who cool takes gear. care of me? Who? You already know. One of our biggest fans, Roland. Roland View. Roland Coach View hey, always taking care of me, man. That's my guy. All I know is if um, that's my swag king. We right get there. any cool? Like I got this hat. We we've been doing like yeah. Different how hats. come I can't get one of those, man? That hat was pretty cool. I tried it. You know, my what? dad makes them. Are you serious? Well, he just he hey, gets them. He gets me? them printed. You didn't plug me. You didn't get like put one aside for TD. Uh, we got a couple extra at the house, I well, think. I don't think up. they sold out, but I got I'll, I'll hook you up. We got this one. By the way, that luau, the was, that luau was insane. Did you go up there? That was insane. That was cool. I, I for those of you not had didn't go to the, the Holy Bowl, uh, about half the campus was shut down to a private party for all the alumni, players, and friends and family of the Dons, and it was a really really cool environment. And uh, Chris Ello and Tony Gwynn from ninety seven point two, the fam, were right there by the entrance. We were up there. It was pretty cool, man. I it gotta say, cool. I was. I was impressed. <laughs> it was it was a cool deal. They they decided to do a a um a tailgate. It was open to anybody that wanted to buy a ticket. They had to you know buy tickets to supply the food and what have you. Uh, they sold tickets for forty bucks. They got uh, seven hundred people in the first like twenty four hours. That's crazy. Bam. And then they ended up having more. They ended up having I think eight hundred fifty people. Well, we'd like to thank Cathedral for feeding the uh, the Red Jackets. Yes, some of our they, Red Jackets and, came up there and, and got some food, so and we appreciate that. Cathedral for to, being uh, a gracious host. Thank you to Cathedral for uh, hooking up the ninety seven three staff as well. Um, uh, great job there. But I know if we would have rolled in the parking lots, I'm sure Saints would have had some good cuisine going on out there. They tailgate in full force. They do. They, they tailgate in full force. I remember some um, of the stuff that was going on in the in the parking lot. I can't talk about on the radio. 
Yeah, dude. Saints knows how to party. Just the Catholic schools like know how to party, man. That's all I can say. I'm not gonna uh, go any further. I don't want to get but in any I, trouble with the Catholic I, diocese. The diocese of San Diego. I they get themselves get in, trouble. in trouble most Listen, of the time. I, they don't need my help. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, let's get to the game, I, but, though. Can we talk I, about the game? I, let me tell one more story. All I remember, right. like, just on Saints' tailgating. By the way, I'm gonna go out and say it right now. Uh oh. There is not a single school. Not a single school. You can't give me one school that shows up to more sporting events in full force than St. Augustine does. 100% agree. Give me one school that I shows. I, I remember. They what, travel well. They travel the so best. incredibly well. It's the best. It I mean, the hands best. down. They are the best. The best. I know people that I know at Cathedral are going to get upset with what I'm saying, but it's not. I'm just spitting out facts here. Um, I spent the majority of middle school and uh, elementary school. Um, part of the Saints football program. I'm sorry. My dad was coach there, and right. uh, Jerry was the head coach. Uh, yeah. Jerry Ralph was the head coach. I was the ball boy. Right. Um, we could be playing. We played. Um, I'm saying we because I was with the team at the time. We played Calexico. Saint Augustine played Calexico at Mira Mesa High School, packed house. I believe it. They play like any road game they had, packed house. It was like the Holy Bowl. Every single week with that school, and they yeah. still do it. And yeah. it, I, hats off to them, uh, well. the alumni support as well. So we're we're done with the partying. I, oh, I got one more. I got one more shout out. My favorite. You know who my favorite Saints player mom is? Does she listen to the show? I think she does. Actually, really? Yep. We should get a plug from her. We should ever do a, a little a little part where she sends in something. Okay. She is the craziest football mom. Loyal, dedicated, loves her son. And she's very vocal about her support for the program. And that is none other than Leslie Peraza. Really? Angelo Peraza's mom is, is one of is one of my favorite, favorite fans in San Diego. Um You just like passionate. saying Viva La Peraza. No, I think dude, she's always there, always supportive, always positive, always cheering her her, her team on. You know, there's a lot of football moms out there that I don't like hearing from. Let's be candid about it. Let me be honest. They're not positive. Half right. the time I want to offer him a glass of wine with that cheese. <laughs> I'm being real. Like, listen, football moms can be atrocious in San Diego. It's true. Uh, so, I, I, it's a lot of parents. She's my favorite. That. It's their it's their kids, man. That's how it works. I I just remember when when I was a junior, it was a we hosted Saints. It was like three thirty. We just got out of mass. Um, cause I could think like right after the game or right after school, yeah, we go to I'm mass Afri- as a team. I'm African American. I can relate to that. So we went. We just got out. We just got out of mass. Um, it's Catholic, dude. It's Catholic for church, bro. All right, let, relax. Um, and I would look outside in the uh, parking lot. That's the visitor parking lot. It was already full with tailgaters, RVs, barbecues, and Saints flags everywhere. And I was like, That's great. We about to play a college game, right? That's kind of sweet. Man. It's I mean, like that, game day. That, watching that game, game day. That game, game day. if you've been a part of it, if you've coached in it, if you've played in it, is the most fun you will ever have. I think in any San Diego high school football game. Yes, every once in a while there'll be a big game of two top teams playing each other that will make it feel like that, but that's the goal for a rivalry game. That's the goal you need to be. Let's talk about the actual game itself. St. Augustine came out and punched Cathedral in the face. Absolutely. And they got up to a 14 nothing lead. And I'll tell um, you, I was worried. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was worried for Cathedral. They got down for, you know, 14-0 and I'm looking at them and listen, that game reminded me in the beginning of the Helix versus Cathedral game. You know what game it reminded me of more? Was the Torrey Pines Cathedral CIF Championship game. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I think, and um, I know these kids really well because I'm I'm still kind of part of the program. Uh, Cathedral kids, the, the football players, they, have, they get 
almost like overhyped before the game where like their first couple drives they like forget what to do and like they forget like what was going on like like everything that they learned in practice they're just like so hyped up about the game and then once they like finally settle down it's like we don't fourteen nothing right now. It's right. like like well, now we got to battle back. That's that's kind of like how it. And insane, Saints had the momentum. I mean, Saints was driving and, and Saints let's be had, honest. They had well, they scored on the second play of the game. Yeah, and yeah. Byron Cardwell, I, I think he's a is a good football player, but I didn't know he had that that kind of speed. Oh, I mean, he, he, got he took he got juice. off. He got um, he got a great block on the on the line of scrimmage. Uh, took advantage of some some poor angles by Cathedral's defense, and bam, Saints is up that's seven a nothing. Way. That's a play way of saying your linebacker went inside instead or went outside instead inside. Well. Uh, I just no. It was actually the safeties took two bad angles on the play, but I, mean, I digress. No, your your backer did have outside containment on that. The backer actually did his job. The uh, the defensive end. I mean, I can go X's and defensive end got reached. Uh, a couple of things. It was a big hole. I, mean, I was standing right there, and that was a big hole he ran through. Yeah, he went through where the defensive end was. Corner got blocked, and then the safeties took a bad angle. Safety take a better angle. Guys on the ground. If the defensive end doesn't get reached or scooped. Guys on the ground. And he was off to the races. It was it was a great it was a great play by Saints and that's a way to start a game on the road. Especially yeah. I mean, that's an actual road game. You know, they what took we, a swing. we've seen they these high school swing. games, right? We see the high school games and it's um and it's like, all right, well, we're on the road, but you know, the other team's got like two hundred fans, it's yeah. whatever. This is a real road game. I mean, it's it's like when well, you, you know, play I thought at Mesa, it was interesting. It's the same after thing. after that second score, did you hear the Saints to pit what they were chanting? I couldn't hear in the booth. This is our house. Yeah. Well, they've won the last, like, three times at that place. I was, I was surprised. Um, and, until this year, the last team to win at home was my junior season. I mean, that's a long—2011. I mean, it's a long— 11, I'm wearing 11, the shirt. 11, you're yeah. wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt. I wore it to practice today. Um, I need to do laundry. I digress. Anyway, uh, I, I thought Saints did a really good job of uh, punching Cathedral in the face. Uh, Cathedral having to settle for field goals. I mean, the first half was played perfectly by Saints. Yes. Their defense didn't give up any touchdowns. By the way, they didn't give up any touchdowns with Cathedral three drives in the red zone. Yep. Three times. Yep. That's um, they took well, a- they, you know, it's interesting. They did the same thing against Lincoln, though. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing. They, you know, they've got that kind of Buffalo Bills men but don't break mentality. They get inside that red zone and they don't, you know, there's not much anywhere for receivers to go. So you've got a smaller field, and for whatever reason, they get better pass rush inside the 20. That's always like th- something like I try to tell my kid, because I coach defense, it's like, because everybody gets like discouraged, like, oh, they're about to score, they're inside the 20. I'm sitting there like every time, and it's just, it's just what you have to learn, because when I was a player, I thought the same thing, but it's like, we have more room. We this is works into our advantage right. because there's less, less room cover. for them to to run around. There's right. there's uh you know l- uh less room that we have to worry about in order to cover as well. Um, but the thing is, um, what was I saying? Uh, cathedral Cathedral shot themselves in the foot a handful of times too. They had a, a couple, lot of, of couple they had penalties. a lot of false start penalties yep. down there. Uh, or a hold, or per- then they had the uh, they had the offsetting penalties, yep. but then they got a personal foul on top of that that knocked him out of. Uh, well, touchdown by the way, what was that? Was that a personal foul on DJ? I don't know who it was on. It was someone on offense. It, I like, think it had to be like for unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, because they had the offsetting penalties. Right, it was the um, it was an illegal man downfield, and I think a pass interference or something like that on Saints. By the way, they how offset, far, and then there was a personal. How foul far downfield does the lineman have to be before you throw that flag? Uh, it's like. It's like two and a half, three yards. I mean, but it just depends on who the official is. I mean, I've seen. I see. I didn't think he was that far downfield. Maybe three, but he, you know, the, I, I mean, didn't I, think that I was see a call. guys sometimes like 
seven yards downfield and they don't call no it. Call. Yeah. It just depends who the, the officiating crew is. But anyway, I thought Saints did a really good job. Uh, second half, they just looked kind of gassed. I mean, the, the defense looked kind of gassed, but Xavier Watson totally took over in that game. Um, he is a big kid. He runs incredibly hard. Uh, he is running, in my opinion, way harder than he's ever had. And anytime I've seen Xavier run the ball, um, but he had uh, 22 carries, 278 yards, and four touchdowns. He's a bruiser. I mean, he was Let's close to 300 he, yards. He, he's, he's a bruiser. Sorry. But when you when you're getting pounded for three quarters by a 200 pound running back, I mean, you know, prayers up for Tyson. But Tyson mm-hmm. tried to go and he hit him, and you know, he got injured. I mean, it it takes its toll, and I think that game changed. But there were two key parts and moments in that game, in my opinion that the momentum changed. When Cathedral went down, scored, and I think it was like 14-10. 14-12. 14-12, that's right. They went and for then, two, they didn't get it. And then um, on the next drive, Peraza doesn't make the completion, they go three and out. And then Cathedral comes down, scores again. You could see the momentum, and you could see the kids over on Saints start to kind of drag their heads. You want to know the game-changing play, I think? What's that? Cathedral makes it 14-12. Yep. They don't get the two-point conversion. Then you remember what happened on the ensuing kickoff? No. Jaleel Tucker f- fields the ball with his knee on the ground on Which, the three-yard line. By the way, I got I to gotta say, I watched that live. I didn't see his knee hit the ground. My angle looked like his knee was on the ground. But the thing is, it's like, what do you do if you're the returner? Because you don't want to miss the ball. It's kicked short. But if you put your knee on the ground, I mean, you're down right there. So it's like. I think he bent down to get the ball as it was coming down and his knee hit the ground. But he, I, I, he I don't. Looked like his, he, it looked like his knee was down. But anyway, it doesn't matter because they, they ruled that he was down at the three and then they, they stuff him. Uh, and there was one there was one play where it looked like they potentially got the safety, but uh, Cardwell barely got it out. I mean, yeah. I, I went he back like on stuck film the ball out. because I watched it live and I was like, how's it not safety? I went back and watched film uh, the next couple of days. And um, he got it out. I mean, it was like, it was barely. But it, all he needed to do is barely go out, and he, he prevented uh, uh, two point. But it was, I think it's the sequence of Cathedral getting that big touchdown by Xavier to make it 14 12. Uh, Tucker fielding the ball with his knee down. I and think then, the Tyson McWilliams injury. Well, and then Deshaun Swafford takes that return back to the 10 yard line after they're punting out of their own end zone. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, after By the way, that, why do you like, kick it to Deshaun? I don't know. I, I, listen. Well, you I'll be honest but, with you. But you, I'll could be go back, with you. you could go back to the injury to, to Tyson because he is their punter. Yeah. He is their normal yeah. punter. Yeah, now you true. have a now you have um uh the the backup punter, if you that's will. True. But but if you have Tyson McWilliams back there, it's different because he's back there and punting. You're concerned that he's gonna run. So you're concerned that he might make a play, whereas the other kid that went in looks like he just punts. Right. He's not gonna take off and run. No. I mean he, he you think he's just gonna punt. I can set up a return and uh and we can be on our way. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not kicking the ball at Deshaun. I've known Deshaun I since Deshaun, Deshaun was eight Deshaun years either. old, and I'm not kicking him the ball. I'm kicking out of bounds. With that said, I'll say one thing. Um, we had some people from South Bay come up and watch this game that normally have never seen the Holy Bowl. Really? And uh, got a chance to talk with them after the game, and they were like, wow. Because the atmosphere, the big game football, the hitting, the offensive line, the defensive line play, everything in that game is so much bigger than, say, a Division two, Division three, Division four. They were they were amazed. They looked at this game and they were just like, "Wow, this is what big time high school football looks like." It's it's kind of got like a championship mentality to it, and kind of a championship level uh, play uh, to the game. And it, it's it's always a fun one to watch. Kids are playing harder. They're playing stronger. Um, they're they're they because you know what? 
it means more to a lot of people than just those 50 whatever guys on each team. I mean, there's a lot of people that care about that game. The the communities of each side. The bragging rights for an entire year. The alumni. Well, not only that, you get the bragging rights forever. Yeah. You win that game. I mean, it's it's always. Oh, we beat you in a holy ball. Exactly. And there's a lot of kids. um, There's a lot of kids that either grew up with each other that go to different schools. Um, You know, there's a lot of kids that go to the same parochial school or catholic school leading into it and then they split it so it's it that's a big deal for a lot of people uh and you get the best out of uh, both teams i think in that game i think it was a great i think it was a great game um afterward obviously the rankings came out saints has what two losses now lost the helix lost cathedral mm-hmm. they dropped to five uh, we'll talk about the rankings in, yeah. in a second i i i great football game i think both teams did very very well i just think that cathedral was too physical and just at the end of the day, they imposed their will on Saints, and they just ran out of time. Saints just ran out of time, couldn't I, get back in the game. Yeah, Saints, uh, well, then, I mean, their offense just, like, did, what about you switch back and forth with quarterbacks? I mean, you got two guys that are really good, but do you see, like, when you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks? Did you see that you know, play at all? Or You know, I, I, like I said, the only the only, the only only question mark for me was on that one drive where Peraza rolled out a couple of times, and it just kind of looked like he wasn't really in sync with the offense. Now, I know Neil Bright does a great job down there on his, you know, offensive schemes. Are they going to stick with the two-quarterback system moving forward? I don't know. You know, I can't I can't answer that. I, I really don't know. I mean, Saints has it's got not, It's not even players. like one kid did really well and the other one didn't do no. well. They kind of played the same. Yeah, there were times that I thought, you know, Comanero had a couple short throws, you know, where he where he puts that one over the top to Jaleel on the, on the post. That's six points. I think Malachi had a one-on-one coverage, and Jaleel had him beat, and it was slightly underthrown. Malachi gets there and knocks it away. There was one to, to Samuel Scaife on the on the uh, home side, on the uh, home hash mark, where Deshaun Swafford comes out of nowhere and swats it. But if he doesn't swat, if he doesn't knock that ball away, touchdown for Sam Scaife. So I mean, I think it was closer what the score said, but like I said, late in the third quarter, I think Cathedral just out physicaled Saints, and I think Saints got tired. Saints, got, got, Saints has listen, a lot of guys going was, both yes, ways. Yes, I was getting ready to say that. You know, you had Grayson Halton going both ways. You had I saw Byron out of corner. Yeah, Byron I didn't even know. Real, Byron I didn't even played know, the entire time on defense. Too. Samuel Scape was playing defense. I didn't even as know well. that Byron played corner. Yeah. So right. I mean, there was a lot of guys. I mean, I get it. You put your best athletes on the field, athletes on the field, to make sure that you know you get a chance to win. But I just you're going to get gas when you're playing 80 plays, 100 plays for an entire game. You, they're still kids. That's that's the reason why Cathedral has a lot of success sometimes too is because depth. most of their guys are one-way guys. Yeah. I mean, there's only a handful of them that go both ways. Yeah. Uh, what about some other games that uh, stood out to you as we move on here? Uh, you know, we're just kind of rolling through it as I look from top to bottom, um, you know, just trying to catch. What about Mission Hills and LCC being a close game? Does that stick out to you at all? you surprised no, I by actually, the score? I actually, called, I actually called that game. I actually did say Mission Hills was going to win uh everybody called me and said no don't bet with us bet against us because every time you do we win i thought mission hills would win too but i, I thought lcc put up a good fight yeah i, I mean, lost by four yeah i mean it, it was a close game i think that you know mission hills they always make late runs you know don't count them out i think i said like two three weeks ago like they're starting to come together they could make a run at the open yeah exactly um what about uh hats off to el cap they got their first win is that a really good job by el cap or are you really concerned about granite hills now i think i'm the only person in san diego to say that el cap was going to win that game did you say that i did say that i said granite hills would win i thought el cap would keep it close though no i said granite hills is going to win i said this is my upset of the week i'm about to go back granite hills um 
with that said, uh, congratulations to Coach Burner getting his first win. But here's to me, here's the storyline in that game. Wick Hauser, the four-year starter there, this kid is tough, he's tenacious, and he's mean, okay? When you get a football player that's been there four years and it's a senior year and they're 0-7, Wick is tired of losing. You know, that's a kid who's back into a corner. He's back into a corner. He's got nothing to lose. He's going to come out. He's going to fight with everything he's got. In my opinion, Granite Hills underestimated the fight inside that dog. And that dog showed up, and he stuck it to him and took the win. And I got to credit that completely on Wickhauser's shoulders. I think he stepped up his leadership, drove that offense, went down there. He didn't care who was across that side. If you're not in yellow and black, I'm going to take it to you. Uh, hats off to El Cap for getting their uh, their first win. They're, I mean, I, I got to look at the rankings. We'll get into that in a second. But they got to be right there on a play. They just now jumped into a playoff spot with that win. They passed uh, Kearney in the uh, in Division Three, so they're now the 12 seed trying to get in. And that's the thing, man. If you get in, you never know what can happen. Uh, other games that uh, stood out to me as I as I kind of look through it. Um, I, I'm not really surprised with the Metro Pacific League with Castle Park and Montgomery rolling to wins. What about Olympian keeping it close to the East Lake? You kind of called that game. Uh, are you obviously not surprised? No, I, I, I thought that East Lake was going to have trouble scoring points in that game. I think the secondary is uh, pretty good for Olympian, so they weren't going to run all over them. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. I think in a low-scoring game, uh, Olympia had a chance to win. And at 12-7, looks like I was close to being right. Uh, looking through... Um, anything else to stick out to you? I know you want to talk about Tyler Buckner. He's doing a really good job in leading the country. And How stuff. about leading the entire nation in total yards? That's impressive. That is impressive. Well, he's putting up like 700 a week. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. It's like me playing the rookie mode on Madden and just going to town on teams with a, with a player one. And here's the thing. Everybody... Anytime a kid at Bishops or La Jolla Country Day oh, does they well, don't they don't play anybody, which, you know, I, I I value that to a certain extent just because, you know, I've seen it before. I, I've even made comments like that before. Watching him play, he'd be doing that to anybody. I, I would be, agree. He'd be doing You know, it was funny. He, he, he tweeted out. It was funny. His tweet was funny. He goes, I'm just really good at throwing screens. <laughs> that was funny. Well, here's the deal. It's like he... He's got that, like... He's got great pieces of running with Clay Petrie, though, and, and Clarence Freeman. He's got some really good pieces. They do a good job. Danny Danny Mitchell over there, the offensive coordinator, is one of the best in San Diego. I think he, he draws up plays and does X's and O's that really exploits defenses, and he's very, very, very difficult to play defense against. All right, nice guy. Trying to spread the love to everybody. That's no, fine. I'm just saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more selfish and talk about Tyler Buckner, but I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, Tyler Buckner's got the one thing that every professional player has. Every professional player in all sports, they have the Great twitch. Hair. They got the twitch. There's a there. You got this. You, he's got that athletic twitch where he can just react, and it's like instantaneously. Okay, you I'll see say it a this lot. For the, I'll say this for the it, record. You if see it a lot in baseball, and you see it a lot in a lot of sports. And sometimes you can find it, sometimes you can't. But he is the way he moves, and the way he can make his body move is so athletic. I mean, he does so many great athletic things. Um, that he'd be doing it against anybody. I, noticing him on the PPR and on film, uh, he makes a lot of plays that I don't think a handful of kids in San Diego could make. No, I agree. But here's the funny part. You watch him in youth when he played for Del Norte. He was doing the same thing. Yeah. He, he single-handedly like, almost beat Skyline in the cue ball. And he, guess who he played against in that cue ball? Keontae Springs. Really? That was a great game. I'm just telling you right now, he, not just because he is playing small school ball, which, by the way, they're in D2 now, so it's not even like they're playing a bunch of, you know, it's not eight-man. Um, 
but he is he's a man playing with boys. Yeah. And, he'd and be he's do, got another and, full year. And he'd be doing that anywhere. Think about that. He's got another year. This kid's a junior. He's only a junior? He's only a junior. He's got one more year. Are you sure? Positive. One really? million percent. Because we're I thought, PPR, a junior. I thought he was a junior nope, last year. Nope. Because everybody, listen, there's even people out there talking about he's going to IMG. I, I, I don't believe you. I'm looking up the, Look I'm it looking up. Up the roster gonna right put, now. Want to put, put a double or nothing on our, no, I'm just, on our burrito bet? No, I'm trying to get out of the hole. You still owe me, dude. I know. I'm trying to get out of the hole. I'll have to wear a San Diego High shirt probably at the end of the year. Is oh, that geez. game at the end of the year? I don't know. I think it is. I got I to gotta check. Yeah, because you took Kearney in that game. I did. I'm sorry. Hey, they're back on the way up. They're they. They're what? They beat they beat who? They're what? They they're on their way. Are up. you going to come out and tell me that they should get two wins for that too? <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, I they heard, won I by heard enough, it today. They won by enough points, right? Yeah, they whatever. Count for two. This is like Vegas. That don't even make sense in Vegas. I know exactly. All right, I'm looking at the roster right now for bishops. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wait. There's no way he's a junior. He's no a way. Junior. I told you. No way. I told you, know, you. You know his sister is like one of the top recruited like volleyball players too. No. Most athletic family. You know what's crazy? The kid is a phenomenal Call of Duty Modern Warfare player. I just thought, I thought, I thought I'd throw that. that out there. He's a phenomenal you Call of Duty Modern dude, Warfare player. There's a lot of kids that aren't really going to be. You know why? Because he's got the Twitch. He's got that Twitch, dude. Look, I don't even know what that means, man. Listen, if you're talk over to, 35 years old, and we don't scouts. know what that means, okay? Talk to scouts. No, that's a that's a pre-35 years old thing. Pre-35 years old. Yeah. I actually heard once that from some, up, I, I heard that from somebody who was 48 for the first time. Yeah, well, I'm not 48, but. Once you grow up, look, you're either athletic or you're not. That's it. Dude, There's no he's, Twitch. He's got a Twitch. You, he's know what twi- Twitch. you know what Twitch is? That's like, isn't it like a streaming thing? It's a streaming thing to watch video games. That's what Twitch is, okay? Yeah, well, he's probably got that too. Moving right along. I'd also like too. to thank uh, Sarah Sarah High School's uh, Drew Smith's wife <laughs> for great. calling me out, or not even calling me out, but acknowledging that acknowledging Drew was going spread. to cover the spread in the first quarter. I thought I, I that was the first time I've ever had a head coach's wife uh, tag me in a Instagram post and say, yes, looks like my husband is going to cover the spread. So, Mrs. Smith, thank you for the love. I appreciate it. I like that people are paying attention and now we have these fake... I just hope people aren't paying cl- too close attention and starting to take these spreads seriously. I don't need some underground uh, high school football bookie whirling around. Hey, and- you didn't see that guy with the trench coat? There's a lot of people with trench coats. <laughs> there must have been a lot of bets being made at that Holy Bowl. Right, no comment. Hey man, as long as nobody was getting paid off, I'm okay. I don't think anybody was. I thought no? both teams played well. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to go into the uh, the rankings. Uh, before we go into the rankings, I just want to say um, I don't want to drop any names about injuries, but I oh, will yeah, say that touch on this. I do kind of want to talk about this a little bit and let everybody know that you know, make sure you guys stretch, make sure that you guys are in good physical condition. Right now, it appears that 10 percent, which is an extremely high number this year. 10% of the top 50 players in San Diego had season-ending injuries within the last three weeks. Keep that in mind. 10% of the top 50 players, and these guys are, you know, D1, borderline D1 guys, are out for the season. So make sure your players are getting enough rest, getting enough sleep. Make sure they're stretching. Make sure that, you know, they're ready to play on Friday night, uh, not just, you know, if they got a little, you know, banged up or whatnot, just take care of those injuries to make sure these guys don't get career or season-ending injuries. I agree. There's a lot of games. I mean, it's a the, the thing that sucks, as much as we love the sport, I mean, it's a... It's violent. It's, it's a, a brutal, violent sport. It's a brutal sport, and yeah. injuries happen, and unfortunately this year we're seeing a lot more of our uh, impact top guys. top guys getting injured. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and, you know, prayers up to everybody who's had those, and guys, I, I hope you understand this is a... 
I tweet out a couple of those last couple of weeks, but it's a minor setback for a major comeback. Absolutely. And, um, you know, this is the time of the year where everybody's got banged up teams. Everybody's yeah. banged up. Uh, and everybody's, uh, you know, dealing with some type of uh, some type of injuries. Let's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply get to uh, the cif rankings um that uh, are going to determine the playoffs let's start with d1 um your playoff teams right now are cathedral helix steel canyon and carlsbad in that order for the open of course uh things ended today helix and cathedral would swap spots yeah, because they play because one-on-one. If they, if they, be yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Helix would be the one. Cathedral would be hosting Steel Canyon. Helix would be hosting Carlsbad. That would be your open division uh, playoffs. So far, so good? No, I don't like that. I don't, I like, don't like that, that either, either because I think but I think, let's, I think let's you're in this. agreement. I think Cathedral, Helix, and Saints all need to be in the open. They have to be in the open. And, and I'll say this. I think it's going to come down to the right. Dis- uh, it's going to work itself out because, listen, Helix and Steel Canyon play. Mm-hmm. So if Helix beats Steel Canyon, Steel Canyon is still not in the top four. So that means Saints will get back into it. It's pretty close in terms of the rating points where if Saints – if Saints got, Everybody's out, got two games left, right? right? So if Saints wins so out Saints and needs Steel to, Canyon loses. Saints needs to beat – they got Point Loma and Madison left, I'm pretty sure. They need nope. to beat Point Loma and Madison. They yes. haven't played Madison yet. No, they did play Madison. No, they didn't. Yeah, you're right because they're they playing haven't played week, Madison right? yet. So, so, so by the way, Madison's one spot behind Saints. So that's going to give them a boost if Saints wins go that up. game. Yep. Right. So Saints will Saints will move up if they if they win a Carl. So who bat. wins between Helix and Steel Canyon when they play? I think Helix wins. Yeah. So does Steel Canyon stay in the top four if they lose? I don't think so. Exactly. Well, so so here's the deal. There's two teams that are well above everybody else in terms of the. I'm just looking at the numbers right here. Right. So so Cathedral and Helix both have uh, 18 plus, and then there's a next tier of Steel Canyon, Carlsbad, Saints. Which is around the thirteen fourteen range. Then a couple points down from that's Madison. Then a couple points down from that's just basically um, everybody else. So does Madison get in if they knock off Saints? See, that's that's the thing is I don't know. The thing is with this formula, I have no idea how many points you get for the wins. I don't I don't know how that. How about works. Mission Hills? Mission Hills is sitting at what seven right now. I I don't see Mission Hills sneaking in because if they win out and they win the avocado. They wouldn't they win the avocado. Lost. They need Carlsbad to lose. Right. Well, that's my already, point. They already so if lost Carlsbad, Carlsbad loses. Carlsbad's only got one avocado league game left. Right. And they lose. Think about it. If they lose. Who do they got? Who do they still have to play? Well, I guess I can check because they play this week. They play the last avocado league game this week. So if Carlsbad Carlsbad's loses, at LCC. So if LCC could play upset, right? Because, listen, Mission Hills beat LCC. LCC beats Carlsbad. But Carlsbad beat Mission Hills. And they'd have... I, uh, one, they'd have a tie record, wouldn't they? Um, so no, would they both get in? I think Lacosta Canyon lost to somebody else. Lacosta Canyon's two and two, so they. Uh, what is Mission Hills? They're undefeated in league, aren't they? They're three and one. They lost to Carlsbad. Carlsbad. That's it. So uh, they could they finish be, league four and one. They would be co-champions. So Mission they Hills get and in? Carlsbad. I don't think so. I don't think it's enough points because they did not beat Carl. Well, uh, who's uh, Mission Hills plays? 
at El Camino this week. El Camino is not a high enough rating for Mission Hills to get there. And then I got to see, and the Mission Hills plays San Marcos, which is the uh, last place currently in the rankings. So they don't play good enough teams. So what to you're telling overcome. me is Mission Hills can't get in the open. I don't think they can. I think it's too much of a gap. They need they need way too much help. I mean, they would need they would need Saints to lose out. They would need Carlsbad to lose out, and they would need Steel Canyon to lose out. And then they'd have to. I mean, there's. It's just. And they have to win out. Yeah, and then they'd have to win out because. And it's again, it's just based on what we think, based on the the numbers are. Mission Hills has a nine five. They need need to get above a fourteen. So that tells me then, if Lincoln's blow them, Lincoln is not making the open. Lincoln's not in the open. Okay. Who else we got on there? What about Grossmont? Uh, I would say so. Here's the deal. I think there's six teams. Basically, five teams battling for four spots in the open. All right, who are they? You got Cathedral, Helix, Steel Cannon, Carlsbad. That's your turn top four. You got Saints and Madison, and Madison's hanging on uh, by a thread right now. Uh, if Madison can win out, they're in. I think. Uh, I don't really think they're in. If they win out and some teams lose, I think they're in. Yeah. Um, but they're the last team. But as of right now, so realistically, let's see. Let's see. there's five teams for four spots. At the beginning of the season, I said Cathedral, Helix. Carlsbad and Saints would be your open division. Did I not say that? You go back and listen to our preseason podcast. You didn't say Mission Hills? No, I did not say Mission Hills. I said those four right there. Go look at our first podcast we had. Go listen to it. I if, think I picked the same team. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I think I picked the same teams. But anyway, so what your your open playoff is probably going to be Cathedral and Helix, I think, are already in. Yep. Uh, Cathedral's only got one game left. Even if they lose to Lincoln, they still have enough points where they're not going to get passed by four teams. Wait, uh, and Helix is a good do you, football Do you team. think Cathedral loses Lincoln? Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They got some injuries, and we'll we'll see what happens. That's very politically correct. It very is, good. but uh, there's a bye this week, and I'll— I'll talk more about it next week. Okay. That's two weeks away. All right. Sounds um, good. I mean, we don't even, like, Lincoln still has to get through another game first. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, right. That's two weeks down the road. Um, but I do think Cathedral will probably beat Lincoln. And I predict that Helix is going to beat Steel Canyon. And I think Helix, I, so I think Helix and, and Cathedral went out. They're so, locked. And, I think, okay. and even if they don't, they're so far advanced that they're a lock anyway. I don't know. If Helix doesn't, if Helix Does loses Helix, the Steel and Carlsbad and Saints went out. Helix could be out still. They still could be out. Well, the thing is, is if they lose, if they lose their next two games, they're losing to Steel Canyon and was it be Granite and Granite Hills? Yeah, Granite Hills would lose them. I mean, Granite Hills has a out. rating of a one. So according to CIF, so a Granite Hills loss would. So they got to win one or two. They got to beat Granite Hills. They got to be Granite Hills. They Once they beat Granite, Granite Hills, Hills they're, they're basically in. a lock for the they're, open. They're in. So those two teams. Okay. Are, Steel Canyon, I I really think that they need to win out to be it. And I just think, listen. Three. I think the only team they have to beat is Helix. If Steel Canyon beats Helix, I think they make the open. I do. I th- I think they can lose the last game and still make it. If if they lose the Grossmont, which is next week or yep. this week, and Grossmont, well, Grossmont's sitting at what? <sighs> Grossmont's at nine. That's enough, though. You beat the you beat the one. You arguably well, here, the here, one. Here's the deal. So Saints is playing a team that's better than the team Steel Canyon's playing, and Carlsbad is playing. Who do they got? LCC, which isn't in there. It's not as good as Grossmont. So they could theoretically still be in it. Still, if they lose, if they beat Helix, well, if they beat Helix, I think they're lose, in. If yeah. they go one and one, they could still be around. 
I think they might be able to get the four, but that's assuming Carlsbad and Saints helps helps them out. Yeah. I don't know. It's so close. It's going to be tough. I you know what my prediction is? I think it's going to be Cathedral and Helix, Carlsbad and Saints. I, I think those are my I four. Agree. And said you that said that at the beginning, beginning of the season, year. so we're going to stick so, with it. So those, I mean, as of right now, it's Cathedral, Helix, Steel, and Carlsbad. Uh, five through 16, so that would be uh, Saints, Madison, Mission Hills, and Lincoln would all have buys right now in D1. I could see that. Uh, and then what else we got? So that's uh, five, three, eight. Uh, Grossmont would be playing San Marcos. Rancho Bernardo would be playing Granite Hills. LCC would be playing Torrey Pines. Oceanside would be playing Eastlake. Those are some good games. That'd be some great. Well, it's the it's Division One. You're always going to have really good, good games. Uh, let's move on to D two. Your top four seeds that all get buys: Bishop, Santa Fe Christian, San Pasquale, and Christian. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Christian gets a buy. What are the record? They're uh, they're five, five and three. Who are the three losses to though? Well, here's well, here's the thing. They lost to Morse last week by a lot. And where's uh, Morse at? Five. So Morse would actually get the last spot. They'd flip them. Okay, that's what I thought. So Morse, Morse is playing so good Morse, football. Morse would be four. And I think they're shrink. I mean, listen. The well, fact think that about Morse. Well, well, what do you do here? You got Christian Morse and Vista all next to each other. Morse beat Christian, and Vista beat Morse. Now, what do you do? I think Vista. Honestly, hey, I think I'll Vista tell you what. Deserves a first if there's one by. team in D two that I don't want to play right now, it's Vista. I. We were gonna I talk don't want to play Vista. We we're going to talk about our, our favorites. They're dangerous. I'm going to tell you right now, that's my team to win D2. Who? Vista. I could see I that. I think it's them and Bishops in the final. I do. I. You know what? I'll go with you on that. I, I do, too. I think that's what it is. And I Vista, if it looks like right now, the fact that they don't have a first-round bye stinks, but they're. I don't want to play them right now. Let's no. see. Who would they be playing? It would be... They'd be playing... They'd be playing Valley Center. I... Anyway, so Bishop, Santa Fe get Christian, some, San get Pasquale. some body bags because some people are going to get hurt in that yeah. game. Bishop, Santa Fe Christian, San Pasquale, and Morse currently would have the top four seeds. Uh, Christian would be playing Point Loma. Uh, Vista would be playing Valley Center. Monta Vista would be playing Poway. And Otay Ranch would be hosting El Camino. That's your D2 matchups. Oh. I like, uh, there's a lot of good matchups, I think, in D2. Yeah. Uh, moving on to D3, your top four teams are Scripps, Hilltop, San Diego High, and La Jolla. Okay. Uh, hey, La Jolla survived. Good for them. Right? That went through a rough stretch, man. I feel, hey, Tyler Roach, hats off to you guys. Four man. and four this year. You went through a rough, rough stretch of football right there. Then you would have Central would be hosting El Cap. That'd be the 5 12 matchup. Brawley would hey, be I'll hosting. I'll take the 12 in, in that. Brawley would be hosting Imperial. Modern Day Catholic will be hosting Benita Vista. Valhalla will be hosting West Hills. Ooh, I like Benita Vista. That's I game. like Modern Day in that bracket. I, I like Modern. I who? Who? I think Hilltop's dangerous, man. Yeah, but Modern Day they're got putting some points. News. On, yeah, but they're putting crazy points on the board against I, some people. I think and Modern Day. David Deanda, I love that kid, man. I I like Hilltop a lot, but I I've watched both Modern Day and Hilltop play. I like Modern Day a little bit more. Aiden Calvert, go Aiden, Aiden Calvert's going to be tough to stop. I'm going to go Hilltop. I'll take I'm, Hilltop I'm, in that bracket. I, I got Modern Day in that bracket. Right, so I, what if they meet? If they Hilltop, meet? Modern Day, they meet. Who wins that game? I got Modern Day. I'm taking They're Hilltop. playing a lot better. Right Drew Wesling, you hear me? Hey, John Joyner, you know I got love for you, but I'm taking Modern Day lost to Lincoln by a field goal. Come on. I, did they lose that game or didn't Lincoln give it to them? I'm just saying. The, the fact Let's that they're honest. in that game. I mean, Lincoln didn't just not show up. Really? I don't know. I wasn't there. Really? The fact that that game's close. I mean, that the thing is. I think they played. I think Lincoln is, played Saints modern, a lot closer than they played Modern Day. Modern Day has played a lot of teams in higher divisions. I agree. I think that I helps them out. I still think they're young. 
I know. I understand that. I think they're playing a lot better football right now. That right. being Otay Ranch, I think it was a good win. Otay? For modern wait, day. Wait, wait, wait. What is this? I got to ask. What is this fascination you have with Otay? Every year, somehow, they're like your Cinderella team Otay where you just think they're really, D2 really good. School. Modern day is a D3 school. That's a good win for modern day. Okay. They should have beat Eastlake. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I think they're the best team in the South Bay. Modern day? I do. All right. John Joyner, you got a fan. I'm I'm telling John you. John Joyner, like you got a fan. I, I like Hilltop too, but send, I like modern day just a little send bit. Send his swag pack I'll wear modern blue day. and gold. I'll wear modern day stuff. To uh to Cathedral so he can pick it up over there. Uh he, he said he will wear the modern day blue and gold. I'll wear modern day stuff. You're that joiner? I know you listen to the podcast, I'm John. Just saying. You've texted me of things I've said on this, so I know you're listening. So yeah, send the swag pack care of Braden Suprinit. I want modern day. We had him in studio. I like modern day stuff. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Division four, your top four teams: Santana, Sarah Montgomery, La Jolla Country Day. Oh, you know, I I'm like go- that top four. Right Listen, there. you know who I'm taking in that Montgomery or Sarah? Q Dogs, dude. You rep all that teams. I'm all taking Q Dogs. I like Santana. I like Sarah. I like Montgomery. I think the semifinals of that. Uh, Patrick Henry's in there. I hey, like, that's that's that, the upstart. That semifinals. Yeah, that actually is going to be a really that's good game. That's a good. That's going to be a that's good, good bracket. I might D4. actually go to the D four championship this year. That that's a good. That's yes, a good. That is good uh, football bracket right and there. And by the way, while, since we're talking about D four, we're talking about Patrick Henry. I just want to say this. You know, we sat down the other day and we were talking about awards and this and that. And I want to give accolades and kudos to one coach in particular because I was very, very, very critical of this young man when he got the position, uh, and that's none other than eighteen year NFL vet uh, J T O'Sullivan. When J.T. O'Sullivan was named the head coach of Patrick Henry, I was very vocal about my my not like of the hire. And I've got to eat my words. You like stirring stuff Because up, J.T. has done an amazing job with that program. He's brought, brought excitement back. He's got players out there playing. He's got a quarterback. Ready for this? His quarterback this year, I just checked it on Saturday, out of the 12 passing um, records for Patrick Henry per season, the kid owns nine records. Jeez. So he broke uh, all-time passing yards for a season by 500 yards with two more games left. Wow. He's already passed for 2,500 yards. He's number 24 in the nation for passing yards. At a, at a little school like Patrick Henry, who doesn't isn't typically known to pass, you know, throw the ball around, um, and, yeah, I'm bragging a little bit because he was my youth quarterback. That's none other than Matthew shameless, Castillo. Shameless plug. Hey, if my guy's number 24 in the nation, I'm going to take it. But that's not what this is about. This is about J.T. O'Sullivan. Uh, J.T., you've done a fantastic job out there. Um, you, uh, you've made me eat my words. You've done a great job with that program. The administration has bought into what you're doing. The kids have bought into what you're doing. And you've turned that program around. The program, I think, was 3-27 and 27 in three years. And right now they're sitting in 5-3, and three, looking at a, what, four seed in Division Four. That is a remarkable job for that young man this first year. I think uh, Division Four is going to be a lot more fun than uh, we originally anticipated. Santana, Sarah, Montgomery, La Jolla Country Day, again, the top four buys. Uh, Henry would be opening up against Mar Vista, Mount Miguel against Classical Academy, Orange Glen, Tri-City Christian, Escondido, Coronado. I like that bracket a lot. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. On to D5, last one, uh, Vincent Memorial, Castle Park, Holtville, Palo Verde Valley, and Mission or, uh, Palo Verde Valley, those are your top four seeds. Did they take 12 or 8 teams for D5? 8. They they change it around all the time. Yeah, it's only 8. Uh, Mission Bay, Crawford, El Cajon Valley, Francis Parker. That would be your playoff. So it would be Parker versus Vincent Memorial, Castle Park hosting El Cajon Valley, Holtville hosting Crawford, Palo Verde Valley hosting Mission Bay. That would be interesting. Interesting. I agree. I, I, I think Vincent I, Memorial takes that one. I think so, too. I, what about Castle Park? They're undefeated. Is that Castle I think Park? Vincent Memorial takes that one. No, no uh, Luke Barco mojo? 
I think Vincent Memorial takes that one. All right. Well, we'll let you know on uh, seating day when uh, all the playoffs officially get seated. Um, in terms of, uh, real quick, let's go through the leagues. We're wrapping up league play. Avocado, I'm going to give you their first place team. You tell me if they end up winning the league. Okay. Ready? Avocado League, Carlsbad's in first place. They're 5-0. and Yes. Uh, Central Division, Sarah... Three and zero. Yes. Okay. Uh, City League, Scripps Ranch. They're two and zero. Do they get by Patrick Henry? Yes. Um, Coastal League, Bishops. Two and zero in the league. Yes. Eastern League, La Jolla is in first place at two and zero. Who's in second? Christians in second at two and one. Morse isn't one and one in third place. No. Who do you got? I'll take Morse. I like that pick. I I also agree. I think Morse takes that one. Uh, Grossmont Hills League. It's Steel Canyon and Helix battling for that final spot. Grossmont's hanging in there. Helix. All right. I, I'm 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 playing honest. I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just I appreciate it. Uh, Monta Vista two and zero after beating Santana's two and one. Um, West Hills is hanging around at one and one. Who wins the Valley League? Monta Vista. Uh, Brawley out the Imperial Counties three and zero. Central's three and zero. Who's taking that one? Central. Uh, Manzanita League. Will we talk about the Manzanita League ever. Holtville's one and zero. Same as Vincent Memorial. Vincent Memorial. I'm gonna take that one as well. Uh, Metro Mesa East Lakes three and zero. Modern Day two and one. Of course, East Lakes already beaten Modern Day. East Lake. Uh Metro Pacific. Castle Park one and Montgomery one and Montgomery. Let's go Aztecs. I'm gonna take Montgomery in that one as well. Unfortunately, I think that might ruin Castle Park's undefeated season. Womp, womp, uh Hilltop one and Mar Vista one and oh. Hilltop. I got Hilltop in that one as well. The Pacific League, La Jolla Country Days two and Francis Parker is also two and Let's go Tories. I think La Jolla Country, La Jolla Country Day, Day, Day as well. EJ uh, Palomar, Palomar League, Vistas 4-0, Ranch Bernardo 3-0, Poway 3-1, three-man race. I'll take Vista. I'll take Vista as well. Valley League, San Pasquale 3-0, Escondido 3-0, Valley Center 2-1, three-team race. Take Escondido. Uh, Western League, Cathedral 3-0, Madison 2-1, Saints 1-1. Do you think there's a tie potentially for first place? Let's go Dons. I'm going to go with the Dons as well. And uh, that will do it for the San Diego section. It's time for our first ever edition of Game Picks with music. I love it. We're not really in the NFL, Brought but to we're going to. NFL, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to get to our Game Picks of the Week. Of give me course, your, give me, before all of our we picks do, are can against you, the spread. Can you give me your best Steve Sable? I don't. And, uh, it's, I love and Steve now, Sable, performing on live on NFL Films, brought to you by the NFL. All right, let's get to it. We're starting in alphabetical order of league. Of course, we're picking against the Cal Prep spread. Chris, what did we do last week? I was 32-8. and eight. That's an 80% winning percentage in 40 games. Most of my picks were the exact same as yours and the ones I didn't pick on. I And I actually picked correctly on the ones that you picked wrong enough where we had the same record. That's cool. 80%, man. Hey, hey by the way, 80% is awesome in and, high school football. And Think again, about that. And again, it's against the spread. Yes. We know Eastlake beat Olympian, but we picked against the spread. Oh, did you see that where Coach called me out? There was a lot of coaches calling you out, but I just hey, want I'm to be okay specific. With that. I'm That's okay. Fine. And by the way, you only get one win. No matter what your spread is, it's one win. Okay? You don't get two wins. You All don't right. get two wins for it. We're Come getting on. carried away. Let's get to it. Uh, Let's go. We're missing eight man on Thursday. Surprisingly enough, there's eight man games on Thursday, October 24th. On October 25th, starting in the Avocado League, Carlsbad at La Costa Canyon. Carlsbad's favored by seven, 21 14. Taking Carlsbad to cover. I'm taking Carlsbad to cover as well. Mission Hills at El Camino. Mission Hills favored to win 31 to, uh, 31 to 10, 21 point lead. Let's go Grizzlies. I got the Grizzlies covering in that game as well. Oceanside at Torrey Pines. Oceanside's favored to win by a field goal, 31. 
31-28. I think Oceanside wins and uh, covers the spread. I do not. I am going to go out on a limb and say Torrey Pines makes it two in a row and takes out Oceanside really? this weekend. Wow. That's an upset pick right there. Boom. Mark hey, I that. did it last week with Elcap. Mark I'm going, that one. This is my This is my upset right here. Torrey Pines beating Oceanside. I'll tell you what. If anybody's got Dave Rodriguez's number... It's Coach Gladnick. <laughs> You're just getting too hyped in the music right now. Let's go. In the Central League, Hoover at Claremont. Claremont, Claremont projected to win 35-24. I bet against Hoover last week. No, I bet with Hoover last week. I'm taking against him. I'm taking Claremont to win this game and cover the spread. I'm taking the Chieftains as well. Sarah at Crawford, your alma mater. Sarah's projected to win 40 to nothing. Is Drew Smith's wife going to uh, let us know about the uh, spread again? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, she is going to send me a message. She's going to say, Chris, you did it two weeks in a row. I'm taking Sarah to cover against my alma mater. And Mrs. Smith, I expect to see you on Instagram. I got uh, Sarah covering the spread as well. 40 nothing. Kearney at Mission Bay. Mission Bay projected to win by one, 28-27. Uh, I think that's a little bit of an upset for me, but I'm, I I like Mission Bay in that game. I uh, That's a coin flip game. I got I got the I got the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks too. See, that was going to be my upset. I see. I thought you were going to go party in the end zone. No, no, not this part- week. They haven't been partying a lot. I'll in tell the end you zone. what. Evan Aguilar makes a difference in this game. I like their their sophomore quarterback over there, Chase. I'm going with the Bucks to cover. Let's go, Bucks. Patrick Henry at Scripps Ranch. This has the making of being a really good football game. Patrick Henry can score a lot of points. Scripps Ranch is undefeated. Scripps Ranch is projected to win 48-21. I'm taking my whole hometown Falcons, but I think the game's a little bit closer than that. I don't. And I'll tell you the difference maker in this game is the defensive it. end. He's going to have five sacks in this game. The, the offensive line is going to have trouble with that big defensive end they got over at Scripps Ranch. He's going to make all the difference. And Martin Garden. Marlon Gardnero's son, Nick, is going to run for over 200. I'm taking them to cover the spread. Bishops at class or versus Classical Academy at Orange Glen High School. Bishops favor to win 56-7. I'm taking that. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Bishops to cover. Orange Glen at Santa Fe Christian. That game is going to be in favor of uh, Santa Fe Christian, 41-26. Santa Fe covers the spread. I got Santa Fe as well. La Jolla at University City. Uh, La Jolla projected to win 44-10. I'm taking the Vikings. I think it's a little bit closer. Nope. I think University City's defense did not show up last week. I don't think they show up again this week. I'm taking La Jolla to cover the spread. They gave up 62 to Mira Mesa. Speaking of Mira Mesa, they're going to Morse. Morse is favored to win 31-20. I got Morse and the spread. I got Morse and the spread as well. I think Morse is just too physical with those two running backs over there and that offense line, the offense that uh, they run. So I think Morse is going to cover the spread. Out in the East County in the Grossmont Hills League, Granite Hills taking on Helix at 7 o'clock. Helix projected to win 56-10. I think they cover. After Granite Hills lost to El Cap last week, I can't go with them. Because the Scotty, I mean the Scotties are just too good. I'm taking Helix to cover. Steel Canyon at Grossmont. This is obviously the best game in the East County this weekend. Steel Canyon projected to win 31-28. I'm going with the Foothillers this weekend. Well, I'm sorry you want to pick that because I'm going with Steel Canyon because I think they got the best defense in the Granite Hills League, and I think Steel Canyon not only covers that but opens it up even more. I don't think Grossmont's putting 28 on them. El Cap at uh, Valhalla. Valhalla projected to win 28-27. El Cap might be rolling after their first win against Granite Hills, uh, their first win of the season. I'm going with the Vaqueros. I'm going to ride this train to the wheels fall off. Let's go, Ron Burner. I'm taking El Cap. Monta Vista is taking on El Cajon Valley at El Cajon Valley. Monta Vista projected to win 31-6. I think Hamamoto gets it done with the spread. One of the coolest names in all the high school, and that's Hamamoto. 
Yes, he wins. Monte Vista rose on this one. They beat El Cajon Valley and covered the spread. West Hills at Mount Miguel. Mount Miguel projected to win 31-27. I like the Matadors. The best name in the valley there is Jacob Lavadier, and that's the quarterback from Mount, M- Mount Miguel. Now I'm taking him to cover the spread and beat West Hills. Out in the Imperial Valley, we got Calexico at Brawley. Brawley's projected to win 48-6. I like Brawley. I'll take Brawley to cover. Central at Palo Verde Valley. Central's projected to win 41-13. I think Central gets it done. I do, too. Central is rolling right now, and I don't see Palo Verde, the Yellow Jackets, being able to stop them. Southwest Hill Central traveling to Imperial. Imperial's projected to win 41-14. I like Imperial. I'll take Imperial. Go Tigers. Manzanita League. Vincent Memorial at Holtville. Holtville's projected to win 28-17. I like Vincent Memorial to uh, cover the spread. I like Vincent Memorial plus the points. I don't know about covering the spread because Holtville is the favorite. Oh, that's right. I'll take the points. Uh, uh, Vincent Memorial plus... 11. 11. Calipatria at Mountain Empire. Mountain Empire projected to win 38-17. I like Mountain Empire in this game. Okay, Mountain Empire. I took you last week, and you didn't show up. So guess what? You're 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 not getting my pick this week. I'm taking Calipatria to beat Mountain Empire. Bonita Vista at Olympian. Olympians played tough with a lot of teams uh, out of their league. Bonita Vista projected to win 21-17. Do the Eagles finally get it done for Olympian? No. This Eagle is not soaring on Friday night, and mostly because Bonita is going to run the ball with the sophomore running back Darian Whaley. Oh. Expect him to have four touchdowns in that game. Four. Do I? Because Olympian Olympian has trouble stopping the run. Benita Vista wins this game and covers the spread. I got Benita Vista as well, just because of Whaley. Eastlake at Otai Ranch. Eastlake's projected to win 21-17. I think Eastlake wins. I think they win more. You know what? I don't. I actually think Otai Ranch is somehow miraculously going to pull out a win and beat Eastlake and make this whole South Bay thing a lot more interesting. I'm taking the Broncos. Wait, no. To the Mustangs. Mustangs. You're giving me crap for jumping on Otai Ranch earlier, and now you're picking Otai Ranch for the number one team in the Metro Basin League? I am. All right. Metro Pacific League. San Ysidro at Castle Park. Castle Park projected to win 42-8. to I like that. So do I. Uh, Southwest at Montgomery. Montgomery projected to win 46-0. I like that. I do, too. I think the Aztecs are going to cover that spread. Uh, Sweetwater at Hilltop. Hilltop projected to win 42-13. I like the Lancers in this one with the spread. I do, too. It's hard to bet against uh, Wesley. Uh, Chula Vista at Mar Vista. Mar Vista projected to win 24-22. Chula Vista gave up a pretty good fight against Hilltop last week. Can they do the same against Mar Vista? I do. I think that the Chula Vista Spartans win this game. I think Coach Bannister gets it done. I like uh, Chula Vista in this one uh, with the points plus two. Escondido Charter at La Jolla Country Day. La Jolla Country Day projected to win by 50, 60-10. I like the Tories. You know what? EJ Cressman's going to look at that and be like, you know what? I can put up 50. Yes. La Jolla Country Day and the Tories beat Escondido Charter plus 50. Marinoth, minus 50. Maranatha Christian at Francis Parker. Francis Parker, 35-10 favorites over Maranatha Christian. I like the Francis Parker Lancers. I will take Francis Parker as well. Del Norte at Mount Carmel. Del Norte projected to win by two over Mount Carmel, 19-17. I am going to take Mount Carmel. I actually think Mount Carmel is going to win this game and beat Del Norte. I like the Sun Devils. Rage Bernardo at Vista. Vista projected to win by 10, 38-28. Uh, this is a league championship implications. Well, I do like Jayshon Williams over at uh, Rancho Bernardo, but I don't quite think that's enough for the two-headed monster that Vista has. I think they cover that spread, and Vista Panthers win this game. I got Vista in the game, but I think Rancho Bernardo loses by a touchdown, not 10. Uh, Ramona at Rancho Buena Vista. Ramona projected to win 31-14. It would be their second win on the year after beating Fallbrook a week ago. Uh, I like Ramona going uh, 
winning two straight. Well, since Reggio Bonavista probably less, lost their best player for the entire season, I'm going to have to go with Ramona as well. Fallbrook at San Pasquale. San Pasquale projected to win 55 nothing. I'll take the San Pasquale Eagles as well. Uh, same. Escondido at Valley Center. This is a game we're doing. Valley Center projected to win 31-17. I like Escondido to make it close. I actually like Escondido plus the points, and I think I can't bet against Rob Ramos. I didn't bet against him last week. I'm not going to bet against him this week. I'm taking Escondido to win the game. The last of the league games in the Western League. Lincoln at Point Loma. Lincoln projected to win 38-22. I think they cover that easily. The Hive is alive, so I'm rolling with Lincoln. We're taking Lincoln over Point Loma. St. Augustine hosting Madison at Mesa College. Trying to get revenge from last season. Uh, St. Augustine wins 38-17, according to Cal Preps. Do you like the Saints plus... uh, Whatever that number is. You know what? I'm going Nine, upset here, 19? and I'll tell you why. I, you know, I think there's think, a lot of guys banged up. You think Madison's going to win? I, there's a lot of guys banged up for St. Augustine. That was a very physical game last week. I think the difference maker in this game is there There may be some quarterback controversy over at St. Augustine. You don't know what quarterback's going to start that game. And one of, arguably the, one of the best players in San Diego, Keontae Springs over at Madison. I'll tell you what. You give me Madison plus, ele- plus what? 11? Was that 19? 19. 11. 11. That's 11. No, it's 11? That's 11. Okay. Madison plus 11. I'm going to take Madison. I like Madison plus 11. Mm, there it is. is. We both picked against St. Augustine. 21. It's plus 21. Oh, if you give me 21 and Madison, oh, we taking it. Let's go. Ben, follow. I just taking, need you, I just need you to keep it closer than 21, buddy. Let's go. Non-league games. we got two minutes left. Coronado at San Diego High. San Diego High projected to win 41-21. You know, this is one of the games I wanted to call out. So, the Cavers are faded by 20, and the Islanders' win-loss record has been a little bit of a disappointment this season, and both, both teams play hard. However, San Diego remembers a bad blood from the past two seasons, and some of those players have had this game circled on their calendar since the end of last year. Look for San Diego to get some payback. You think they win by more than 20? Oh, yeah. I think San Diego covers All the gas, spread, too. no breaks. All uh, antics aside. But Balboa Stadium, I, I like the Cavers. I really like the Cavers. San Marcos at Westview. San Marcos projected to win 27-7. to If you'd have told me at the, at the end of the playoffs last season that three things would happen. Jason Trexler would leave as a head coach at San Marcos. A new head coach from New Hampshire would take over. And the Knights would be looking down the barrel of a 3-6 and six season. I would have not believed even one of those three things. Heck, I wouldn't believe any of those would have happened. But here we are. With San Marcos being one of the largest attendance schools in San Diego County, we're expected to have a better record. The community has been used to seeing the Knights be contenders in the playoffs. They currently sit near the bottom of the Avocado League. And many speculate some of the seniors have already packed it in and are giving up on salvaging this year. Well, this week could be a low point for the Knights. They head to Westview. And if they lose... We'd be looking at one of the worst transitions in San Diego high school football history. I don't think that happens. I like the Knights. Okay. Did you make your pick? I'm going to take Westview. Have you seen Westview? I have. Are you okay? I'm okay. All right. I'm taking San Marcos. Last game, Tri-City Christian Army-Navy. I got Tri-City Christian plus or, uh, minus 48. Tri-City Christian over Army-Navy minus 48. You know what? I'll take Army Army Navy plus forty eight. Really? Yep. I don't think Tri City Christian puts that many points up on the board. Number one, number two, they lost their quarterback to uh, El Camino, so I'm not sure how good they're going to be. And putting forty eight on that, that's a big spread. I think that game's going to be a lot closer. Are I'll take right? forty eight points. Are you all right, Chris? I'm fine. I love football. <laughs> Christian at Fernley, Nevada. Do we even know about Fernley, Nevada? I don't even know where that is. I don't, they're projected to win by ten. 
I want Christian to win, but I don't. How does Christian end up finding these schools that nobody's even heard of? Remember they had a team from Alaska last year? Oh, it was this year. Was it this year? That Alaska team beat them. Oh, I guess they were pretty good, huh? <laughs> Shrug emoji. Are you not know. entertained? With that said, before we go, I want to give a shout-out to somebody. Can I give a shout-out? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so shout-out to Charlotte Estrada. Sorry, Henry, but your wife is definitely the best writer in your family. Recently, I read her blog called Five Kids in a Cholo. <laughs> yes, Five Kids in a Cholo. She's very open and honest about her blended family and her relationships. It's only one post, but I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. So football coaches and fans, when you're not going nuts over high school football or you're looking for something to entertain the misses, check out Charlotte's blog. Five kids in a cholo. It's pretty cool. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I found the button bar. It's fun stuff. Hey. All right, Chris. Uh, it's a pretty fun, uh, another great show. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, be sure to uh, download and subscribe to our high school football podcast. We've got so many other ones out there on the Radio.com app and, of course, 97.3thefansd.com. Be sure to download uh, Radio.com for all your uh, radio needs. Plus, of course, uh, all the other uh, talk shows that we have here on 97.3 The Fan. You might find something else uh, you're interested in. Of course, on uh, Thursday at 9 o'clock, we will have the high school football show with myself and Coach John Cantera. This Friday, by the way, we're going up to Valley Center to take on uh, the Valley Center Jaguars hosting the Escondido Cougars, a big matchup in the Valley League. We start our broadcast off at 12 o'clock noon. We're going to be at noon at A1 uh, Landscape or A1 Hardware up there in uh, Valley Center. Coach John Cantera and myself from 12 to 3 are going to be broadcasting live our show. Then Tony Gwynn Jr. and Chris Ella will take over at Valley Center High School from 3 to 7. Then, of course, our broadcast of Valley Center in Escondido from 7 to whenever the game ends. It's a big-time uh, move for us going up to Valley Center, looking out for uh, some of those small schools that don't get the uh, uh, the love that they probably deserve. We're looking forward to it here at 97.3. The fan. Uh, Chris, what game are you going to this week? I'm actually going to go to the South Bay. This is the first time I'll be in the South Bay this season. I'm going to go down and see Benita at Olympia. You get some Olympian gear? No, I'm wearing my Bears gear. You don't have. You got to get some Olympian gear. That's true. You don't have to wear it. That's true. To this week, I'll ask uh, Anthony Gilbert for some. He, he's a good kid. He yeah, absolutely. You got to get some. We, we were talking about the beginning part of the podcast, which was a seems like a long time ago. But uh, he is Chris Smith, Top Dog. I'm Brain Sprint. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys next week. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. And Top Dog. Thanks again for downloading the High School Football Podcast right here on Radio.com. Be sure to check out all of our other podcasts like Ben and Woods, The John Quintero Show, and Gwen and Chris. And be sure to subscribe so you can never miss a High School Football Podcast. I'm Braden Soprenit. And I'm Top Dog. Thanks for downloading the High School Football Podcast on Radio.com. Are you not entertained? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.